0: Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Brian Barletta. Brian is the founder of Sounds Profitable, which is a newsletter and podcast that focuses on the business of podcasting. In this episode, we talk about the considerations that marketers and ad buyers should consider as they navigate deploying media in podcasting. It's an awesome conversation where we talk about CPMs, buying strategies, and how to best measure attribution. Hey, Brian. Hey, how are you doing? Brian Barletta is the founder of Sounds Profitable, which is a collection of media properties, a newsletter, a podcast, and much more that covers both strategic and tactical changes to the business of podcasting, from podcasting ad tech to the operations of running a podcast-focused business. The primary goal with all the media that Sounds Profitable produces is to educate and empower the podcasting industry at all levels. Brian, thanks for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we just touched on this a second ago, but can you talk a little bit for those that aren't familiar with Sounds Profitable, what someone who listens to your podcast, who subscribes to your newsletter, all these different touch points that you have, what can they expect on a weekly basis from you?
1: Yeah, I think anybody who is interested in entering the business of podcasting or already in the business of podcasting at any level can benefit from uh, reading or listening to Sounds Profitable. Because The focus is to educate them, to empower them with the knowledge of how these tools work, how the industry flows both inside and outside of podcasting related to advertising and business, and really to to make it a better playing field for everyone. Because the same tools that Spotify uses for their exclusive shows are often available for publishers at that medium level as well. And even if you're just getting started, but you're investing in this like a business, knowing where you can aim or how to think about things as you form and set your goals is really important. So my entire goal is to make that completely free and available so that everybody can really grow this space together.
0: That's awesome. And I want to focus our conversation here really from the perspective of brands and advertisers who might be looking to place media in podcasting. I think uh, it is a very important part of this domain that you you operate within. And I certainly view you as an expert. What are some of the options that are available to advertisers that want to place media in podcasts? Because it feels like there's a few options. There's going directly to a show and buying media from the show. You can work through a podcast network, buying media through a directory like Spotify and Pandora. And then there's DSPs, although that still feels like it's a little bit of a fluid space. How do you handicap the options? And where should maybe a first-time advertiser start? What's your best counsel to them?
1: I think that the biggest thing a first-time advertiser should avoid doing is just buying on the shows that they like. I think that is something that you can grow into because you need to understand what does and doesn't work with your platform. And if you're infatuated with a show already and you represent a brand, you're going to be in a situation where it's just easy to figure out that it does work, keep it going, and even if it's not generating the results. A network usually represents directly a bunch of publishers that they can interact with on a host-led level. Uh, you know, host reading to me is the bread and butter of podcasting. It's the most appealing, uh, especially host endorsement over just like a host red ad really encourages people to see the value of the space. I like this product. And because you listen to sounds profitable, I know you will like this product too, is incredibly powerful when we limit the ways we are exposed to ad Advertising, And we really have chosen to dive into listening with specific podcasters. So if you were trying to do a test budget, I think that while it will be a higher CPM, I think a network is always going to be the best way to go about it because you need to figure out if at its best host red targeting to your audience built correctly to hit your goals is going to drive the best results for you. And then from there, you're really going to be able to get a strong Feeling on how you can expand because any advertising channel has to have a mix of the most powerful direct and then the furthest reach, which is where we get into buying into marketplaces like what Spotify and ACAST offer, uh, even AdsWiz on that end, or getting really into traditional advertising through a DSP and SSP relationship, which, like you said, is in the initial phases and probably is a little bit more work for someone starting out.
0: Sort of the cost benefit analysis here, just to go a little bit deeper though, right? So, if I'm going through a network, I'm buying really a show and the power of that personality and that testimonial. Whereas, if I go through a Spotify, for example, I'm probably mapping my ad spend more towards demographic and psychographic data that yes. that platform would have. So, that's the that's sort of the cost benefit, right?
1: hundred percent. And I think that both of them are critical to growing because I think a network is going to show you these shows overlap with the demographic you're looking for, which is really smart. But I think from there, you're going to need to figure out how to expand past that network and working with a marketplace is going to show you a wide range of shows that you do resonate well with or categories, iTunes categories, or rather Apple podcast categories and IAB categories and Uh, The demographics of the users, you might be convinced that men 18 to 24 in Texas looking to buy a truck is your target demographic, but you might find substantial success with shows that don't overlap as much with that as you thought, and you need reach to really flesh that out. So Host Red is the best to figure out, like, can I apply my current logic to advertising? And then these marketplaces are, can I learn more about what resonates in podcasting with my brand?
0: When I started this podcast, I made one promise to myself, and instead I would not talk about the IAB. So moving along now, (laughs) what are some CPM benchmarks that you're seeing for voice reads in podcasting? Is there a cost difference between a pre-roll ad, right, the ad that happens at the beginning of the show versus a mid-roll ad, right, an ad that will happen in the middle of the show? And I guess sort of the follow-up question is, does anyone buy post-roll ads? I
1: have a, I have one of my first articles is called post roll is bullshit and I just don't like it because of the mindset that post roll and pre roll are supposed to be at the true beginning and true end of an episode like the last seconds and first seconds of a show I think that that's a failure in creativity and so I actually don't believe that that's the right mindset I think post roll and pre roll should be right before and after the intro outro right before you get into the body. So, you know, you have your intro, who you are, what's going on, what we're going to talk about today, pre-roll ad, then the meat of the show where you can have mid-roll ads, then before the meat ends and you go into the outro, that can be where the post-roll is. And I think those are really engaging ways to go about it. But this really gets into the fact that we don't have any clear standards., uh, you know, the three letter word that you don't want to talk about has put a lot of benchmarks in place for how a host determines what a download is. And even then are those are so fuzzy that when you migrate from one host to another, you could lose 10 to twenty percent of your downloads or gain 10 to twenty percent of your downloads because they're not hard and fast rules. They're like guidelines to live by. Uh, and this is something that we're struggling with in podcasting. We need to define what is a pre-roll, what is a mid-roll, what is a post-roll. We need to really define what is the order of priority uh, for value. And uh, recently, uh, Christina Rubino of Right Side Up wrote a guest article for Sounds Profitable, where she kind of laid it out. And I agree with it, that at the top of the stack is host-read endorsement, and at the bottom of the stack is like announcer-read reach-based, right? So I think that CPMs are really tough. We have advertised casts out there sharing aggregate numbers from their platform. And I think those are really strong numbers. I think somewhere around a $25 CPM for a host red endorsement on a very large network. I believe they're close to 3,000, though I could be wrong there, um, on total shows that they represent. So $25 CPM mixed across that is really healthy. But I think for a host red endorsed you know The sky can be the limit if you can return on investment for the advertiser, but you need to really make sure as an advertiser, that's a good fit. Programmatic and going down, you can get really disgustingly low costs, but you need to remember that the shows that are willing to do that and don't have a floor might not be mixed as well as you'd like them to be, might not be uh, as desirable to be on. While there are plenty of tools that will let you know that it's a contextually relevant fit, your ad might just be out of place in that show. So while I've seen people buy for a sub $5 CPM, I don't think that that's something that is really a condition of where the industry is. I think it's a condition of figuring out where true long tail is, uh, similar to how YouTube has started to figure it out. We don't have a barrier. Any show that wants to advertise can advertise, they might not get checks cut for them. So that's really why we're starting to see some of the lower CPMs, because a show like Sounds Profitable with a couple hundred downloads per episode theoretically could advertise, but it might only be getting $5 back to it at the end of the day. Uh, And that means I might want to set it up to take everything and anything I can get. So I guess to answer that question, somewhere around $25 is what the industry is openly talking about today. But I truly believe for host red Endorsed, which is the top of the stack, it can go up way higher. And advertisers should be comfortable exploring that if they feel the fit matches.
0: And that $5 CPM that you're talking about, that's an example of just running like a piece of radio creative in a podcast that there's no v- voice read, there's nothing like that. And maybe it's dynamically Correct. inserted or something like that.
1: Yeah, so dynamic insertion is a delivery method, right? The MP3 gets to the player device, however, it needs to the host sends it. And the host doesn't differentiate between if it was baked in, right? The MP3 uploaded to the host is the same that's sent down to the player versus dynamic where the MP3 uploaded has holes identified in it and the host at time of download fills each of the holes that's the delivery mechanism. The player still gets one solid MP3 at the end, but announcer read versus host, endorsed versus not are two differentiations of creative execution. And that's really what I focus on. So yeah, that lower one are very unlikely to be host read. Uh, they could be radio creative because the, we lack true, strong, creative shops in podcasting to make audio ads. It's not as simple as taking a TV ad and putting it on CTV or OTT, whatever, whichever one we're calling it right now. So audio creative does get reused a lot, but yeah, it is, it is an announcer red ad, likely dynamically inserted and often programmatically inserted.
0: Podcast directories like Spotify, Pandora and iHeart are hybrids between streaming music and podcasting. Have you seen any studies showing how advertisers can best marry ad buys that leverage both podcasting and streaming music as part of one bundle?
1: I haven't seen any that don't come from one of those three. I believe each of them have their own case study or benchmarks either publicly available or something. uh, They're either publicly available or they're uh, things that you can ask for if you are an advertiser that they're looking to work with. I think it's really interesting. I I don't have a lot of thought on it. I've been focusing so heavily on podcasting because all of those partners do that, serving as either streaming, which isn't podcasting, or app based audio insertion, uh, where podcast advertising is based on the file that's sent to the player is complete at the time of sending. So I. Wouldn't Yeah. I don't consider myself an expert there, but I think that for buyers, audio is an area that they should explore and they should be exploring radio still, which has great returns. We have streaming audio, we have streaming music, we have podcasting. And I've been saying this a lot lately and I truly mean it. Spotify is its own channel outside of podcasting, outside of streaming music. They've done a fantastic job and they do not deserve to be looped in with everybody else, they deserve to be their own line item because that will help audio advertising expand versus eating podcasting
0: budget. I'd make the same argument for iHeart. I think they've done a really tremendous job of being a one stop shop in audio as well. When we talk about advertiser attribution, right? So we're buying and selling downloads. I think there's probably going to move towards more of a play-based model in the future. But for today, right, still downloads, and this is how we transact. I think a lot of advertisers struggle with the question of attribution. It's still very much direct response, right, as far as like visit my website to get 15% off your first order or something like that. What are some of the, the tricks, if you will, for an advertiser to best measure the efficacy of a podcast ad buy? You know, beyond just sort of saying, did this show deliver X number of downloads, which is what we negotiated at the time of purchase?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing I want to say is I don't believe podcast advertising as a channel will exceed downloads. I think that it's just too difficult. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Google are all the aggregators, and it is not in their best interest to give us more data on a granular level that will allow us to go through that. Apple just released their uh, their like dashboard. Uh, in a more robust format to match what Spotify and Google have been providing. And it's not something that you can match one-to-one. None of these platforms ingest the IAB standards of downloads in a way that you can measure and compare and say, well, they said that these are my followers and these are my subscribers and these are listens and here is what they think the download metric should be. And then you can compare it to a host. So I think we're in a really tough spot with trying and hoping for more metrics. But in the same way, nobody's pissed off that billboards aren't magically sending over like that mobile ad IDs of everybody whose eyes make contact with it, or household mailers haven't gone away and magazine ads and terrestrial radio. I think download is a very, very strong metric for podcasting. I think audio will continue to advance past downloads, but those will be siloed solutions that I think, unfortunately, we'll we'll need to learn from in podcasting, but we won't be able to action on in the same way. And I don't think that that's a negative. I think attributions in a tough spot right now. I think we learned what happens when the industry backs two big partners, Podsites and Chartable. Uh, those partners grew from success uh, as pixel-based or URL-based attribution on both the prefix, so on the download or ad delivery, when the dynamic ad is sent to the listener's device. And I think the problem there is that advertisers and agencies backed these partners, and then those partners – Um, had to, or or basically went in there and said, hey, every publisher that's on this campaign, you're also our customer, let's talk to you. Um, And so we're, as an industry, pretty gunshot about that, I would say, about growing more partners. So right now, I don't think we have a winner in attribution or a best way to go about it. I think one-to-one doesn't work because you can't measure everything outside of IP and user agent. And when you do that, you're looking at like a two to seven hour window, right? Not enough time to confirm if someone bought a mattress. I'm not gonna listen to it while I'm in my car and then immediately pull over to buy the mattress. I'm gonna go home, but you can't match that in podcasting. So a lot of the data focused attribution we've done has been modeled. And so partners like PodSites, Chartable, which are first-party data with Spotify now, have great, great solutions to that. We also have Claritas, LoopMe, LeadsRx, and uh, Artsi We have more partners entering the space. Veritonic is working on a solution. Uh, Magellan is working on a solution. There's a lot of real potential there. But I think that today, one of the smartest things people can do is to not abandon uh, promo codes and vanity URLs, and they should also really dig into surveying, uh, surveying their audience uh, as publishers and also their audience as people purchasing their products on their sites and really getting a grasp of how that overlaps. There's no perfect solution. Even with modeled attribution, it's all storytelling. It's to to drive towards where we want to see success, but there are pretty solid ways to use that data and learn from it. And I think that every advertiser should explore what makes the most sense for them. And there's really no wrong answer.
0: I'm joined today by Brian Barletta. Brian is the founder of Sounds Profitable. It's an awesome multimedia organization that is taking over the world. There's big announcements coming. If you don't listen to Brian's podcast uh, and, and the individuals, the collective that he has supporting that, you should. Newsletter, you should follow that. The website is great. He's an excellent follow on LinkedIn. I can speak personally to that. Brian, thanks for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me.